episode 32 of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut. And the polar bear, of course. And the polar bear. Looking forward to the fall weather. That's right. It's a little hot for polar bear. I'm fattening myself up right now. (laughs) Um, Man, I'm so excited for this episode. Oh, hands are in the air already. Let's get it going. Raise the roof, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Polar bear. Polar bear's on a tear. That's right, baby. And because it's damn near football season, oh, oh my God. I had to double... Preseason I, is bullshit, I, and let's get into it. I had my dates wrong or something, or it was just late at night, and I was checking, and I was like, is college football not this Saturday? And I was like, oh, no. I'd already committed my you know, mentality that college football is this Saturday. That's right. So then I thought it was the next week, and turns out it is this Saturday. How you feeling? College football is back. I mean, there was some games. Near and dear to our hearts. I, I mean, there were games this last Saturday. Correct. And. I guess I should say, like, the power. You yeah, know, yeah, top yeah. 25, whatever. True games. Right. Let's just put it sure. at that. Um, I'm excited. Uh, college football, NFL. I mean, high That's school our shit. football. That's our shit. Look, at this the... is sports banter, <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you the get... peanut and the polar bear <laughs> are all about football. When you get down to the brass tacks. That's right. The brass tacks. This Friendship, relationship, teammateship uh, is stemmed off of the football. sport of football. Oh, my God. So, obviously, we're extremely excited to cover the sport, pro, college, high school, you know. We're going to get into it all. But, it, it honestly, it feels like, just due to the COVID year last year, it feels like college football has been gone for a full calendar year to me. I don't I know. Am, if, is that the same thing? I am so glad that you brought that up because... When I was watching football on Saturday, the first thing I said was, man, when the fuck did I watch? And when was the last college game right. I watched? It seems it wasn't, but it seems like it was so long ago. Oh, my God. It took forever. And then, you know, whenever I think of football, I think of high school, college, and NFL. And they all kind of flow together, yep. of course. But, you know, high school was in the spring last year. There's a lot of just different shit. So... <laughs> With that being said, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because that was the first thing I thought of was as well was, fuck man, it's been a long time yeah. since I've seen some college. It feels football. so good, and then you're gonna have people back in the stands too, which is I don't know all of the COVID sports last year with no fans. It was great to have sports, granted, but it's a whole different feel when you get to be actually at the stadium and at, you know the especially at a university where it's you know 19 to. 22 year olds playing it creates a whole different atmosphere that's exactly what i was about to say is and i was almost going to equate it to like nfl versus college yeah nfl fans are crazy they're rowdy yeah but you know what in college the fan base is just i mean i right now i have this just you know ringing in my ears just from um uh, mississippi state and the fucking kettlebell or the the (laughs) cowbells that they have and it's I mean, I can only imagine what it sounds like on a, on the field. It probably sounds like fucking pianos just falling on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just there's not that kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. in the NFL game. Not saying it's not there, but I mean, where is it where you go to a you know a Penn game and the whole stadium is in white and it's right. just going fucking crazy <laughs> and you're sitting there going. Man, I'm fucking part yeah, of this shit. I'm, I'm pumped up to be here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. My, my heart's racing. I'm just sitting here, yeah. you know? And I'm glad you you know brought up something like that because every week we're going to cover the marquee game of the week. There's obviously so many games that happen each week, but 
we're going to focus on ones that excite us and that are, you know, highly touted matchups. So week one, we are absolutely blessed, blessed with a Georgia number five in the nation at Clemson. Was this not number three? Was this not also a college championship game like two years ago? Was it Clemson, Georgia, no, no. or was it Alabama, Georgia? It was Alabama, Georgia. There you go. But okay. in, you know, to to that point, though, is like these that's the type of caliber teams that you're going to get from yes. these programs. Um, Clemson is off, you know, the Trevor Lawrence era. Their running back is gone as well. A lot, you know, different pieces. But as college teams go, you know, the next guy up is just waiting for that opportunity. So, yeah. I am so excited to see, you know, and it's a make-or-break kind of game for one of these teams because you go 0-1 in this game, immediately you can't, you know, probably lose another if you want to get into that playoff. So, and if you win this game, it's a huge resume booster if you beat Georgia or you beat Clemson. I agree. I agree with that. Um, it, it You are correct in that sense of this game dictates your season. Right. It's a whole different narrative one way or the other. Exactly. And I, I'm glad you brought it up because, and I also like too that we get Georgia versus, um, I almost said Alabama, excuse me, versus Clemson in a sense of, you know, this is a five and ranked number three team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have Alabama playing Tulane or whatever. Or, um, They're playing, you know. but Oh, Alabama's playing Miami, excuse me. Yeah, right. Yeah. and That's But I, I think it, you know, you know, you got Ohio State on there. They're playing Minnesota. What the fuck is that? Like, I, I, right. So you're gonna have, like you're saying, you're gonna have those Week One games that you're not peeled to. This is the marquee game that everyone's gonna be watching, game. and it's probably gonna be an awesome game. Yeah, and uh, and and that's what I'm excited about. I'm also excited about. Um, I mean, I don't know if we're going like straight into who we're gonna pick, but I mean, I'm, I'm we go wherever we want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited just to see Clemson. Um, something that I do and am excited to see is I've followed him from high school. Is mm. one of their defensive linemen. His name's Brian Breesy, and he is a fucking man. Yeah, and I've just, you know, I mean, there was a lot of social media for Georgia or Clemson. 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 Okay. There was a lot of social media for him, you know, right out of high school because he had like this camp where it was pretty much this man versus fucking children. Sure. And, you know, ever since then, I started watching some of his film. And, you know, I, I, I'm I'm just excited to see him play. And, yeah, I, I 100% love that. Because what I'm thinking is, who are going to be, since Trevor Lawrence is gone, and these guys that we've known in the past, you know, Sony Michelle. And he's Georgia, only a sophomore. Who's going to step up and be that next-name guy for these big-time schools? Yeah, that's and a great question. Also, a just interesting point of football is, week one is such an interesting week because – you kind of now you get to see in the actual action where is our team at you know yeah. are we clicking already are we you know you you know teams are different Have assignments are we listening to each other are we right. fucking putting it how together how are we flowing together yeah. and then throughout the game you're going to see you know changes being made and adjustments being made based on what isn't going right because it's yeah. week 1 and that's just how football goes really is you start at a certain point and usually it's like all right We've done everything we can up to this point, but now it's, you know, the true test. Yeah, and, and to that point, I mean, just look at it from a different sport, right? Baseball, we have, you know, over 100 games. Mm-hmm. Your first month is your time to see, hey, yeah. are we working together? Is everything kind of clicking? In football, your month is week one, is yeah. your first game. And, and because mm-hmm. there's such a limited capacity of games – as you were saying, switches can be made 
very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think a lot of people... I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm answering for a lot of people at this point, but I don't think a lot of people really put a lot of effort into thinking about no, that. No, I don't think so. Is look at basketball. It's the same thing. You know, there's multiple games in a week. In football, there's fucking one game. Right. And then you get to see who the playmakers are and maybe the guys who were killing it during training camp, the seven on seven stuff, who you thought were going to be your guy. Yeah. All of a sudden the bright lights come on and. Maybe they're not your guy. Or you're a team that's super thin at one position, mm-hmm. and that one and exposed, major yeah. guy is exposed and or hurt. God forbid that happens to any team, but it's going to happen. And who's to say? I mean, let's just put it into perspective, right? Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback of Clemson last year. We're going to last year, right? If he gets fucking hurt, I have right. no idea who the fucking second-string mm-hmm. quarterback is <laughs> for Clemson. And that, you know, it happens in all sports. But I think in football, for how fast the season moves, people don't understand, like, yes, we're mm-hmm. saying, like, second man up is getting that opportunity, but there is such disparity sometimes mm-hmm. between the level of play. Oh, right, right. And it's just, it's, it makes me fucking, I'm, like, getting goosebumps because it yeah. makes me just love football even more. And, it, you know, and I don't expect this to happen, but just, you know, playing devil's advocate, if one of these teams blows out the other, it puts the other team on such a, you know, collision course of like, whoa, what the hell just happened? I don't see that happening in this game. I think it's going to be very competitive and close. But let's say, you know, Georgia comes out and, you know, just puts a hurt on Clemson, 42-14. Then, you know, those entire uh, narratives of those teams change. And that's what we're excited to see. But as for the game, uh, who do you like? Like I said, I like Clemson. I'm not going to give you like, you know, what I think they're going to beat them at. I think a big thing, and I always say this, a big thing for me is I'm expecting a very good game, as I think both we are. Yeah. Both of us. I are. want one. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna. I'll take Clemson. Um, the because reason, of okay. No. And the reason behind that is one. Their defensive lineman, Brian Bracey. I just like him a lot. Number two, I am taking them kind of in a way of like, I think they're ranked number three, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a lot of question marks within their team that they may be the underdog. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I see that is a little bit of like, hey, I want to see the underdog win because in my mind, that's how I see it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go Georgia, however, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) Um, look, I think when you're the, you know, you're playing at an opponent's field, number one, Clemson's a, you know, I don't know what they call it, but it's a massive following. They do, you know, very traditional, yeah, very traditional, like, you know, you're in Clemson when you're playing Clemson. Yeah. Um, I think as a player, like that would fire me up so much to be on another team's home field and try to take that moment for them. I feel like Georgia has that kind of chip and that kind of head coach to uh, spread that message and a dog mentality. Yeah, bring that no like intended. you know exactly bring that dog mentality to the game and make it a you know just physical rough yeah. game and you know if Clemson is that much better athletically then so be it but I feel like Georgia's going to come with a defensive mindset first and foremost and come to punish rather than just out finesse. And with that being said, I think there's. You know, with George, uh, excuse me, with Clemson, it, just to back, uh, you know, tag along on what you're saying is, I think Clemson has a lot of question marks on their offense. Mm-hmm. So why not let Georgia's defense shine? 
right? Right. In that sense. So I'm I agree with you in that. Um, it's going to be a great game. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking... I, I think there's going to be a lot of names that pop up. That yeah. Like, Who the hell is that guy? He is crushing it. Yes. I see a lot... I mean, that's where a lot of the top talent is going anyway. That's why they're number five, number three. Because uh, Clemson's, you know, guys we haven't heard of are going to be, you know, probably NFL prospect guys yeah. if they're on the first string yeah, level. Get... So, excited to see how that transpires. Give me a little OT out the gate. Give me a little, you know, spice. I would love that. Or just a long game where it's like, fuck, it, who's going to score first? All right, so <laughs> let's just put it out there. If you have not seen what's going on in high school football, there is the... Yeah, high school football, right? Yeah, it's, well, right. as of right now, they think it's high school. They're <laughs> high school. But, um, you know, if you've seen social media since Saturday of this last week, it is... <laughs> A complete shit show in ESPN's realm, IMG, everything you can think of is the Bishop Sycamore football team versus Florida's IMG Academy. Academy. And, you know, just a quick synopsis of what happened is Bishop Sycamore played IMG and IMG crushed them. And following the game, there was investigations of who this Bishop Sycamore team was, and come to find out the team is a charter school. Their football team had played last year, got smoked. <laughs> they're not considered, uh, I think they're from Atlanta, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they're actually not considered, their team is not considered any type of football, high school football right. team. And there's allegations that their head coach is an alleged convict. There's there's allegations <laughs> wow. that the players on the team for Bishop Sycamore. I mean, let's put it this way: the IMG Academy guys look like they're men, which they are, but they are <laughs> of age high school right. players. A lot of there's speculation that the Bishop Sycamore players were bump back JUCO players. Right. I mean, there's even I I read this earlier, and I was telling uh, Mr. Peanut before we jumped on the podcast was they even. Nike was even creating them of a shoe and a cleat. I mean, what fucking investigation do you guys do for games? I mean, well, ESPN. I yeah. mean, did you listen to the the commentators? I I heard. I didn't hear a lot of it. I just saw what was on social media. But at one point, I did look at some video where the commentators they were talking about the players on Bishop Sycamore and how the head coach or whoever reported that. You know, they got some five-star guys on the team or whatever. He's like, uh, we actually cannot verify that these players are any type of star yeah. or whatever. And they were talking to each other, like, kind of confused. And, uh, yeah, it was a complete botch job by ESPN. And Bishop Sycamore, like, what, what, are, the you, fuck? what are you guys doing? Yeah, who's in your organization that can fucking pull the wool over ESPN, Nike, IMG? And here's my thing. It's one thing to lie about stuff to get on ESPN and, like, be a good football team. Yes. But to lie about stuff, get on ESPN, and be older than the team you're playing and get your ass beat. Yeah. Is... Is... Astronomical. Astronomically bananas. Yeah. Bananas in space for this move. Because, like, if you're going to lose 60-0, to zero, why are you jumping through all these hoops that have fire in them to get there? Um, and like you said, IMG, you know, we're football guys. You uh, used to coach high school football. We know IMG is a very specific place where 
basically special athletes go to perfect their craft. It's a boarder school, I professional guess. Athletes, yeah. professional athletes send their kids to this charter <laughs> school to have the opportunity to get into a great college or right. to play a professional sport. There's a very sport. specific reason they're there, which is why you know they're winning games by a shit ton. Bishop and Sycamore. why they're why they're banned out of three states? Right, because they pick all yeah, these good it's, kids. It's an all star team, out. and yeah. you know you form an all star team and like you know actually coach them like a you know that can learn an offense together and build camaraderie. But Bishop Sycamore, why would you want to be on the same field as them and get your ass beat? Especially if you're a <laughs> the drop down JUCO thing kills me because we both played JUCO. JUCO yeah, and I mean if you're in JUCO and you are a part of this scheme and you're getting your ass beat, like your stock's only going further down. Down, yeah. And you're not, you're wasting your, I don't know how that works, eligibility, whatever. We, you know, the semantics are incredible here. But I think it's like, if you're 20 years old and you're playing an 18 year old and he's just mopping or the floor a with 16 you. 16 year old. Yeah. I mean, let's put it that like, way. What, what does that say about you? Like, you're a waste of time, number one. Yeah. But it's not really the kids, it's the head coach who thinks. Let me just put all these guys on the field and they'll be better because they're from everywhere and they're, you know, it's crazy. It's one of the craziest schemes I've seen in football. Look, I've seen IMG firsthand. They have men on their team. (laughs) I mean, their offensive line when I watched their game was 6'6 and above. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Their O-line coach is great. They're prototype athletes. Exactly. And Bishop Sycamore, I mean... Whoever the fuck you are, I don't know who's in your organization, but God bless that guy because he can sell fucking dog shit to the prince. I mean, dude, there's no way. How the you pulled the wool over IMG who outsources? So their IMG is not actually like immediately involved with their schedule. Mm -hmm. They do that through another party. You pulled it over fucking ESPN's eyes. You, pu- I mean, ESPN, where you and I go for our sport knowledge. Right. Number three, you pull it over one of the largest active apparel brands in the world, potentially. Nike? Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, whoever is in their court... <laughs> Look out. I need you to come over to my side because I need you to sell... Anything. Exactly. And that, <laughs> that in itself is what makes this whole situation astronomically bananas yeah i i mean i don't think there's anything really more to add other than i don't get why like what's the point you got your ass beat brady cowboys not my two teams but i do love the first game of the year so before we get to that level we're gonna break down the afc north and the nfc north which we know we know we know we know mr polar bear has some extreme views on mr baker mayfield so that'll be nice and we know that the peanut has been through a lot of shit with the Chicago Bears. So let's start there. Let's start with my side, the NFC North. Uh, we're going to go through our, you know, finishing from who wins the division to the bottom tier and uh, lead us off. So I'm just going to go through my four. I'm actually making a change while I'm talking about it. I got Green Bay at one. I'm sorry. Hey. You know. <laughs> um. I have Chicago at number two. That's a mistake. I know it is. <laughs> and then I have uh, Detroit at number three and Minnesota at number four. Okay. I have Packers at one, Vikings at two, 
Bears at three, Lions at four. And let's get into why. Do you want to just agree on Green Bay and just get Green past Bay it? Green Bay is number one because they have Aaron Rodgers back. They're golden And all child. order is restored. That's all you need to know. Cheese is made. About that. Okay? <laughs> you won't hear shit about any optimism when they play the Bears. I have nothing. Okay. Check. Um, the Vikings, Bears, and Lions are all very similar teams of Great ability. Answer. Thank you. And usually... The NFC North will maybe get one wild card team in there too, because you know Vikings can have a nice yeah. defense sometimes. The Bears have a great defense sometimes. Lions, you know, they said Calvin Johnson and Matt Stafford, so you know they have to come up with kind of a you know ten and seven, ten and six year mm-hmm. uh, to make it. Look, speaking on the Bears, that's what everybody wants to know. What do I think about the Bears? Look. We have Andy Dalton starting at quarterback. If you look on our Instagram page, I said this the day they signed him. What are we doing? <laughs> I have. <laughs> he's been in the league 10 years. You know, he's made the playoffs a couple times because A.J. Green used to be good. I have zero expectation of Dalton doing anything. So, L.A. Rams are going to jump on our throats week one. Excited for that. The Bears are going to score maybe three if the kicker can put it through the uprights. Uh, the Vikings and Lions, I mean, the Lions have golf now, and the Lions have just, like you've talked about before, is to place players go to die, essentially. Yeah, so, I do like the Bears franchise above the Lions, because, uh, you know, at least we, I don't know, we're just better than that, and we'll always be better than that. Um, Vikings kind of have an offense. Kirk Cousins, I think he's trash, but he can put some games together. Um, until Justin Fields comes in. And has a chance to like lead the team, and we have pieces that can protect him. Yes, the Bears will not be a threat to anybody. So really, the NFC North comes down to are the Packers going to challenge the Bucks, let's say, in a repeat NFC Championship. But other than that, the other three teams are pretty average. I agree with you. Even you know going, I mean, even you know as I was making my picks and saying, oh well, I'm kind of changing my mind right now. One is solidified. Yeah, it's an easy separation of powers, if you will. Yeah, that's a great way. I mean, we might as well end it right there. (laughs) But two through four is just such a shit show. It's interchangeable, really. Yeah, like, okay, they have a piece, they have a piece. It's like, you know what would happen is if they all just kind of worked together, they'd be one good (laughs) team. So, but that'll never happen. Um, With that being said, Chicago, in my mind, I understand the whole Dalton situation and Justin Fields. Yep. I'm hoping that, and again, you have more experience with the Bears than myself. I'm hoping that they see that all Andy Dalton just can't fucking do it, and they just throw Justin Fields in and say, "Hey, man." It's you got almost it. like I need the Bears to do worse this year so we can get rid of the head coach and GM. And there you I, go. I hate to say that, but like. And I but said as this, a fan, as a loyal fan, that's your way of your way out. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. as I was saying, when we sold, when we signed Dalton, I said <laughs> if we yeah, too late. <laughs> if we did make the playoffs by some chance, do you think that team really is going to make a push for the Super Bowl? No, it'd be a miracle that they're yeah. nine and eight and they made the playoffs, and then we're stuck with these bozos. Yeah, why? Oh, they're stuck with them now. Why do you keep? I know. 
And they're fucked. Wasn't he at one point like one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL? Like yearly, yearly contract? That, that I don't I know. I think it's I, top I, five. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. If he, yeah. He's got people drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. Yeah. They don't know what's going on with him. He's just, I'm out on him. And Minnesota, I agree. you guys, <laughs> you got this nice stadium and you don't have a team to work with it. Okay, boom. Done with Minnesota. Detroit, <laughs> the Lions, like I said, it is a team where players go to die. And Matthew Stafford, he's on, you know, with the Rams. You know, he got out. Who's to say how long he's going to be able to survive? Um, but, and I, you know, I do have a lot of optimism for the Rams, but off the Rams, we're getting into Detroit. Um, Goff, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know about answer. him. I don't know either. I don't know. I think he's. He's in the Even middle. Then, he's like, in the middle ground of you're either going to be a little better this year or you're going to be a quarterback that is like a Joey Harrington. So, say. so how I see it is, Adam Goff is God. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Why did I say Adam? Adam Gaze, know. maybe. Fuck it. <laughs> Jared Goff, Adam Goff, whoever you want to fucking call it. Goff <laughs> is. I was so adamant about Adam. I don't know why. Okay, fuck it. Um, <laughs> To me, there's no, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when he plays, there no, there's no like, is he having fun? Is he competitive? Is he trying? Like, hmm. he just kind of is like, like no identity. Maybe that's it. No identity. And in Detroit, he has no opportunity to do that. If mm-hmm. you're gonna act like that, you're gonna die. It in seems Detroit. like a very strange fit to come out of the. I guess whole like he was okay, but he wasn't great. Yeah, and you know I, I just Detroit is such a a throw in the air of what the fuck are they gonna do, <laughs> and that's where I am with them. Um, I don't even remember really where I ranked them. I think I ranked them at three, and with that being said, their season with Minnesota is just and Chicago is just kind of. Play to survive, boys. Exactly. Play to survive, and that's all you need. Number four in the deep piles of shit, you got Cincinnati. Okay, we had very similar lists. However... Let me guess, you got one change. I got Browns, number Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Ravens, two. Steelers, three. Which I feel weird about putting the Steelers, three, because... Okay. No way. I'm intrigued, then. Yeah, there's... And then Bengals, I mean, the Bengals are four. Like, that's just... Let's start there. I was just about to say... (laughs) We started at one. Let's start <laughs> yeah. at four. Well, let's go from the ground up in the <laughs> AFC North. But, uh, I mean, the Bengals, so Joe Burrow's very young, coming off a ACL tear, which is terrible. Um, they have, I think they got Jamar Chase from LSU, so they have that connection. He's a great receiver. Um, but, look, it's a young team, and young teams go through growing pains, and they don't have enough. You know, Joe Mixon, he's good. Is he going to win the game for you? Probably not. Is the O-line good enough to make him a top 10 running back in the league? No. Nope. So, Bengals are the team that's going to get knocked around in that division. There's a lot of top-heavy teams, I feel like. Um, so, that's I don't see the Bengals winning more than four or five games this year. I agree. Um, I personally think, and this, uh, you can, sports banter fans, you can mark me down for this to make me remember it, but <laughs> I think the Bengals are fucked with Joe Burrow. I, forever. Forever. <laughs> I, I think what he did at LSU was a team... Well, what's your Joe Burrow deal? This is okay. this is what right. I'm alluding to, is 
I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not going to – I won't oppose that. What I don't think is I don't think the Bengals have any type of resources yeah. to make him and their team win. And that, like you said, yeah. four to five wins, honestly, I think that's good for them. And I think based off of you know what he did at LSU was, dude, you went to fucking LSU. That, surrounded by you're you know, surrounded two by two first round draft picks at yes. receiver, which is hey, that's not his fault. Like no. that he that's you use them hundred percent. That's but, why they won a national championship. But when you get to the NFL versus college, there's a disparity there, and that in my eyes, without those type of weapons immediately coming into the foreground for Joe Burrow, I don't see them yeah. doing well. Number two, he has already been hurt. In his first season, that affects a mental mm. game for a young player that has a lot of expectations on him. That is being every movement that he makes in Cincinnati will be judged. Like, that's a lot. Do I think he can do that with playing at LSU? I think there's a high po- possibility that he can work through those growing pains that you alluded to earlier. But again, I don't think the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be hurt for at least three or four seasons, and yeah. it's not going to be good. They're, because they've yeah. already been in that situation for three or four seasons. Yeah. It's just bullshit. That's kind of their style of organization. It's kind of... When they're good, they're like... Who the kinda, fuck are these guys? Kind of good, yeah. but not like top of the NFL. Absolutely and when not. they're bad, they are bad. Yeah. So that's enough on the Bengals for the rest of the year. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go... Talking about the Ravens and the Steelers, I think they're kind of... Like we kind of talked about the NFC North is interchangeable pieces. I love the Steelers' defense. Um, T.J. Watt and Hayward and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think they have a very uh, different spots in the field. Bud Dupree. Um, I have so much respect that you know names because I can't fucking yeah. remember. Yeah. Well, that, I love that defense. Yeah, Adam though. and Jared fucking they, mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> they get after it on defense. So I think when you have a defense like that, you can be in any of these games. And that's why I didn't like putting him at three because if you give up, let's say, three points, you're probably going to win that game. So I like them in that respect. Big Ben is old as shit. Um, you know, Chase Claypool, they have good players on offense. I just don't know if the – I think they're a defensive-heavy team at this point. And then quick point on the Ravens. I love John Harbaugh. If you have a Harbaugh lead in your squad, you're in a good position because they are psychopaths and will do whatever it takes to win. That's right. And they've already won the Super Bowl with him. I think Lamar Jackson has a comeback season. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like... That's why he, I have them at one. He will always be able to run unless he's hurt. Um, so if you mix a few... Or he has to take a poop. If you, <laughs> yeah, right. If you have a few tweaks in his uh, mechanics as a quarterback, I think it's fixable, and then that'll open up the wheels more. Um, they did lose J.K. Dobbins, the uh, Ohio State running back, mm-hmm. ACL. That sucks. But uh, the Ravens are another defensive-minded team, and that's kind of how that division goes. Is It's a uh, you know, defense wins championship mentality. So I like how the Ravens' organization runs, and I think they'll mix in those pieces – with Lamar Jackson on offense to make them, you know, score 24 points a game. And the defense will do just enough to counter that. So I like them as a wild card team there. So uh, just piggybacking off of the Ravens, I have them at one. Right. And you actually 
brought it up is Lamar Jackson on like a breakout year or almost comeback a, year. I was going to say or like a bounce back yeah, year. Yeah, bounce back. And I agree with that because I I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed it kind of subconsciously while I'm watching NFL, ESPN, things of that nature. Lamar Jackson has not been on the forefront of what they've been talking about. Oh. And yeah. Like, are you mean, like, they're forgetting about him type thing? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and look, everyone's different, and I may be thinking way too into it, which is my MO, you know, <laughs> but in my mind, I can totally see him being, saying to himself, going, what the fuck? Are yeah. they just, like, they're forgetting about me? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well. I'm going to fucking show you that you don't forget about who I am. Right. And, I love that. And I love that you brought up that finding those little those little adjustments that he needs to make as a quarterback. Right. And I love that because I think he does. I think there are little adjustments of where he needs to not think about running immediately, mm-hmm. but versus let me go through my reads as fast as I can or what I can go through and then run the ball. When to take a chance, when to give your receiver a chance. Exactly. That's going to help them, and that's why I have them at three, is I think that's a good spot for them in a sense of, we really get to see Ben run an offense. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh's kind of finally kind of pushing all of that to him, saying, make your decisions, which yeah. I think they've slowly done. Um, you know, if you listen to Bruce Arians, he did that when they won the Super Bowl. He let um, Ben run the offense, essentially. And then if, if Ben had a question okay. during the game, during a TV timeout, Ben would bounce it off Bruce and say, run it. Let's see how it goes. Giving him the trust. I think as he's gotten older, that trust has gotten a little pulled back because their record hasn't been Mm -hmm. as good. I think now that he's come back, you know, he's kind of on that, like, hey, I ran, I know he helped a lot with the offense last year. Give him now that opportunity again to give him that full go that we talk about with like Phillip Rivers, right? Mm -hmm. Look at what he did with the Colts last year. It just shows that veteran mentality of saying they know what the hell they're doing, let them do that. Completely agree with the defense mindset. I think, I think the Steelers have a, a very sound defense, mm-hmm. and with that veteran charge of a quarterback from Ben, I think number three is good for me for them. Um, I think it's gonna. I do. I will say I do think it. You know, in my because I have Baltimore, Cleveland, and then Pittsburgh. I think my mm-hmm. two and three of my selection, I think that's going to be a battle. Yeah, well, I'm super excited for that battle. AFC North is generally one of the more competitive divisions yeah. anyway. And also, I was thinking about the Steelers. Tomlin is an awesome head coach. Like, he is, says all the right stuff. He's intense. Like, I would love to play for that guy. I love how honest he is yeah. as, a, co- as exactly. a coach. I mean, we love you and I love transparency in that sense. and. We get that. I get that sense from him. I get it from other coaches mm-hmm. as well. But he's just been around, and he's been with the same team yeah. for so long. I think they just pushed his contract for another yeah. two years. And that's how too. the Steelers do business, by the way, which is phenomenal. Because like, if you're good for us, then we're going to keep you around. If you talk to Bruce Arians, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm telling you. I'm telling um, you. There's a big rift there yeah. with him in well, Pittsburgh. It's I don't know why. It doesn't. But again, it's not going to work for everybody. No, no, absolutely I like not. I agree. But they've chosen Tomlin as their guy, and they're like, yeah. all right. We're going to give you, every, you know, because a lot of teams in the NFL, like let's say Jaguars, teams that aren't uh, necessarily like sound, they'll just replace head coaches like, and then that, you know, you're basically restarting every time. Exactly. And it's something that we, you and I have already, we've talked about at length in other episodes is 
it is so hard to build that continuity with yes. the team when the organization is constantly changing. And the voice changing. is different. Exactly. Yeah. When you Tom, dude, how long has he been there? What, 10 years? I think it's about 12 10 years? years, yeah. I mean, it, you know, that, that changed cuz if you're a player, you're like, you know what you're getting in. It's it's a more comfortable feeling of like, all right, Tomlin runs the team this way. Um, whatever. And same with the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. So now for the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we yes. just started out Let's, Baker sucks now yeah, or I think you should just go right. on your so, your Browns well easy easy fella. Go on <laughs> go on your Browns deal and I'll kinda of fit it see where I even fit in because you feel very passionate about this team. Alright, so and about a specific player. Exactly. So if you haven't <laughs> you know, if you haven't been brought up to speed on my just complete hate for Baker, you will know it now. But <laughs> Let's let's just I'm gonna break it out to where they're landing within my rankings. I have them at number two. Personally, I think that is a great spot for them, and the, these are my reasons. Their O line is exceptional. Their defense is actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Their offense minus Baker Mayfield is fucking exceptional. Now, we talked about this off air in a text message. Like where I, I just want to like put this up there. Right. Where no, I like this. What in my mind. <laughs> would change my mind about Baker Mayfield. And I specifically told you he needs to be the MVP. Right. What did I say? And you said that's a high expectation yeah. for him. <laughs> what I said, though, is for him to change my mind, he needs to be the MVP. Because if they want to have a shot at running to the Super Bowl, Baker Mayfield needs to have an MVP year. If he does that, if they get to the Super Bowl, if they do that, which I think that they actually have mm-hmm. the opportunity to do that this year. I think he is already seen as the MVP. Because right. it's like... I think it's synonymous. Exactly. Now, okay. I have them at two because I think one with Baltimore and them at two, I think that is going to be a very, very close battle. Because I think that both those teams are very sound in what they're doing. I think the Browns themselves, I'm going to focus on the Browns now, I think that they finally have a fucking system that works and that mm-hmm. they finally understand that don't let the subpar quarterback fucking run the team. Give the ball <laughs> to the running back. Let the offensive line make decisions for you, which they need to. In their game that they lost last year, they relied a shit ton on Baker. Other versus the Chiefs? Yeah, they relied a shit ton on Baker. When they were running the ball, they were fucking pushing pushing Kansas City back. I mean... Who's your guy on the Browns O-line? Or is it guys? It's their whole O-line. I think their whole O-line is exceptional. I don't know any of their names, but I just... Watching them play from last year, getting an understanding of what their running game is like, those guys can move the ball. Very Mm -hmm. similar to Kansas City. Their O-line and the fucking Buccaneers. Their O-line is very, very stout. Lean on them for Mm -hmm. that. And that's huge with me. Their defense is, I mean, it's just, it's stacked. About as good as it's been, yeah. Exactly. So, I think that, you know, my Baker hate aside, I think two is a great spot for them. And I think they can challenge for one. Yeah. A lot of people are like, wow, he fucking loves the Browns. I love the Browns. (laughs) I hate Baker. I don't think he's... What would you say, like, if you had to give a quick, because I know you could dive into a million things, Mayfield bothers you about but what would you say like a quick he's a tool tool so it's like a personality thing it's a personality thing and i think he has these 
he has expectations of being the NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. He got drafted number one mm-hmm. of, and in my mind, there's expectations right. of which being. Which we've talked about. Which yeah. we've talked about. You have expectations as a player, in my eyes, if you're drafted number one, there's expectations that accompany For sure. that. For sure. As a football fan, I do not think he's done that mm-hmm. for his organization. Okay. That's a personal thing. And I don't think it's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, in college, he did his shit. He acted like a tool, a douchebag, like all those things. He ran from the cops. He cried. I mean, dude, <laughs> pick who you are. Yeah. I okay. will give this, you know, everybody's going to be like, wow, you fucking, yeah. I will say this. He does hype his boys up, which I like. Yeah, I do like that. Of course. Which I'm, is a great trait for a quarterback. Exactly. That you don't see that much. Great trait. Um, so I have the Browns one because what you alluded to. But I do think it's going to be close with the Ravens or oh, Steelers. Gonna be... um, and both of those teams. One, two, and three are very. Both the Ravens and Steelers are used to winning that division too. And the Browns are, I hate to bring them up in this podcast, but kind of like the Padres. <laughs> trying yeah. to reach that next level. Um, look, there's a lot of issues there, but they're they're that team that's new to like yeah. this expectation. Level. I completely that's agree. That's what with it, you. I, I completely mean. agree. Whether they get there or not, I think is different than if the Steelers Ravens get there because yeah. Big Ben knows how to get there, Harbaugh knows how to get there because they won. They understand like they, this is the stuff you have to check off during the year. The Browns are relying purely on talent, which is they're phenomenal. doing what the what the Rams did a couple right. years ago. And it's, like you said, they have a great system. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better... My mouth is watering if I'm an offensive pair. lineman. Right, running back pair with that O-line. Oh, my like, God. So you have those, and then you got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham's coming back, who I love. Um, you know, they got pieces on offense where, if you're the defense, like you have to respect various things. Because if you're going to just lean on Nick Chubb, then... There goes Jarvis Landry or Odo Beckham. If you're gonna lean on the pass, I mean, uh, I mean, so th- that's why I really I think they have the capability of winning just about every game, yeah. talent wise. Will they? No, because they're the Browns. So like they'll find ways to fuck it up in certain games. But I think you know it. It will. We'll see how Baker responds to those games where, and I think they have a tough game week one. I think they play the Chiefs. So. That's one right at the gate yeah. where it's like, how good are you? Because you're going to go against the Chiefs who we you know, love and think they can score at the drop of a hat, which they can. So it's like, how, no matter how good you are, you have to beat teams like that to eventually be the best in the NFL. You can be a good team, be 12-4 and four and win the division, be happy. But if you're going to actually make that next leap, you're going to have to take down the Bradys, the Mahomes, the guys who are always in the playoffs, yeah. the Dodgers. And I know they're different conferences, but the point remains that, you know, to your point, if the Browns want to be on that level, then the quarterback has to be on that level too. And the reason that you talk about certain teams all the time is because the quarterback is that guy. Yeah. Every year you can depend on him when the game's on line. Of course, you got to have different factors and whatever on a team. But if you don't have that guy with two minutes left that can drive down the field and get a field goal or a touchdown, then you're not going to be the one standing alone at the end of the game. Or at the end of the season, excuse me. So, defensively, like you said, they're very... Look, look the Browns are stacked. And that's... They are. They earned And I'll this, never yeah. knock that. I, that's my thing. They've I'll... earned that right because they've gone through just awful shit for, you know, seven years. And they've 
stacked up all these guys like, um, you know, Garrett, the DN, who's just an absolute machine. Uh, now they got Clowney, who may not be the Clowney that was drafted, but he still is a – like, you know, if that's your third best guy, like, that's I think there's a good. big target on his back from yeah. other guards, though, from all the shit he's yeah. said. A little fucking pussy. <laughs> There's a little low line talk for you. Yeah, what but the my point, my po- and the corners are great, the safeties are great. Look, the Browns have all the pieces. Now they have to put it together and beat Steelers and Ravens in a game plan because those teams are going to be ready. So, I I do think that they will get first based on talent, but it is a massive year for Mayfield and the team needs to stay healthy because as we've seen with teams who have been favorites coming out the gates, if you lose key guys. Instantly, your whole picture changes. I will say, you while you're talking, while you're talking about the Browns, the first thing I thought of was what we talked about earlier in the episode was Clemson versus um, Georgia. Georgia. I think that this game, their first game, is a driving force to their season mm-hmm. for the Browns. And you know, I think right now the Browns are like uh, are like Clemson, right? They're they're the favorites. They're ranked number three, but there's a lot of question marks with their offense. Where Georgia has been solidified for a while, they kind of know mm-hmm. what they're going. They know what's going on with their organization. I mean, again, I think we think you said it was the Chiefs they played mm-hmm. week one. I mean, that has a very similar feel in a game, and you know, I'm excited. Look, I hate Baker to the tenth degree. I really don't like him, but. I'm excited to see what the Browns do as a team this year mm-hmm. to pivot their organization. And I, I'm excited to see that. And I'll fucking I'll eat those words. I'm excited to see it, but I hate Baker. I don't give a shit. So great. Any given Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I am excited. This is super off topic. I am excited because you're talking about another yeah. game. I am excited to see UCLA this year. Mm. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling about UCLA. I feel like they got a lot of things clicking. Very excited for okay. this season. And right, it's teams like that. We'll see if, uh, you know, some su- what surprises come. Because yeah. there will certainly be some. Bishop Sycamore will lie right to your face and then kiss get, your grandmother. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and get everybody involved. I don't know. So, covered that in depth. Uh, we'll see what happens with that head coach and that team, really. Quite interesting. And then the AFC North, NFC North. Look, I'm a Bears fan. I'm, I'm not a Baker I'm fan. I'm pretty pessimistic. <laughs> He's a anti-Baker fan, but he'll give credit where credit is due. Will the Browns make it to, you know, top four team, top two team in the NFL? Starts on, not this Sunday, but the following. So we'll see about that. Polar Bear, what do you got for the people? Well, I will say this. You know, uh, just let everybody know, Baker was ranked number 11th <laughs> out of, uh, you know, the quarterbacks last year, which is... Pretty good. I was going to tell you, like, if he ranked top 10, and I said, fuck that. This motherfucker <laughs> needs to be MVP. Um, but with that being said, you know, just give us the follows on the Instagram. Of course, it's underscore sports banter on Instagram. We also, again, um, have our link tree on there as well. Um, right. Get our blogs up. We have blogs as well. Um, Polar Bear is still working on his blog. It's like a school assignment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh no! I'll get it to you next Mr. week. Mr. Peanut, Mr. Is like Peanut, Polar Bear. I know, I know. Too. I know. Um, but yes, we do have our link tree. It pushes us out to our podcast, our blog posts, and our. Um, that's it. That's it. Those are our Pretty two nice. items. 
Um, again, you know, just give us the likes on our podcast as well. Uh, that's pretty much it for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I love mean. it. Like I always say, give us those stars, throw us some reviews. But um, we're 32 deep, and now that football is back, we are going to be – there's going to be some stuff. <laughs> if you thought the Javon Wims drop in the playoffs was electric, just wait. Now we've been doing this for about a year. So yeah, that's right. We know the song and dance. <laughs> but for episode 32, Sports Banter. Out. Out.